beautiful people um we just had an amazing interview with an amazing person <laughs> so magical magical really yeah. truly yeah it was everything can't really put it into enough words as you'll probably be able to see in our title of the episode we interviewed witch extraordinaire human being beautiful amazing and author veronica varlow and this was such a special interview we're so excited that we're able to record this and share this with our listeners um so for those who don't know um veronica is known as the love witch um she's also a badass like burlesque showgirl so really cool she is a confidence and sensuality coach she's been featured on the tonight show playboy cnn and mtv in 150 countries across the globe um she is a love ritualist and fourth generation intuitive um, we've talked about how we've always wanted a generational witch Mm -hmm. on the show we finally have had one She's just amazing. She just came out with this book called Bohemian Magic that came out earlier this month. And we got to sit down, just talk to her about her book. And we just kind of like connected. Yeah, we truly vibed. Like if there was a definition for that, that's what this was. Yeah. Veronica, not only has she written and created this gorgeous work of art that is this book, Bohemian Magic, But um, she also offers a lot to her followers as far as like she has like retreats and courses and classes and just makes tapping into your magic really accessible to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, She's such a beautiful person. We feel so lucky to have had this experience with her. Um, So we pretty much wanted to insert this little intro before we get into this interview just to properly like intro her into the podcast but we know you guys are gonna love it and yeah i'm still like on a high from it anything else you want to say i just (laughs) i don't even know like it just like i said before we started recording i think we were talking about like how we were feeling leading up to the interview and i was like i Mm -hmm. it's just it's gonna be like i just knew it was gonna be good it was gonna feel good it was gonna Mm -hmm. flow and that's exactly what it was it just yeah it was i think this was a really fun interview. She's a really amazing human being. And um, listen to it twice, three times. I don't know. I think there's so much to get from it. 100, 1000% by the book. I like that's not oh, even yes. like she's not paying us to, <laughs> to stay by yeah, the book. No. Just I it's if there was a book, you know, we get we get asked that question so many times. What book can I buy? This I think would be the book yeah to start with this is definitely going on our like reference links for sure yeah (laughs) at this point um so i mean without further ado here is our very special interview with veronica varlow enjoy (laughs) 
hello. You're listening to The New Witches. I'm Maria. I'm Laura. And we usually don't ever remember to do our formal introduction, but because we have a, such a special guest, <laughs> we're, we're so going to be a little more on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. On the show today, we have the amazing Veronica Varlow. Y'all, what oh, who- a blessing. <laughs> I know. We're so honored. I am so excited to be here with you both. I'm so excited to be casting spells on the airwaves with all of you, going straight into all of these beautiful witches, listeners, homes, and stirring them up with some juicy, gorgeous, beautiful love magic today. Yes, yes. love it. And gosh, yes. your voice is like perfect for podcasts too. You have such a lovely yes. voice. <laughs> Thank you. I I think I think my my grandma Helen um smoked so many lucky strikes that somehow it just like came down the line. I love it. Sultry voice by proxy. It's awesome. Right. (laughs) Truth. Oh man. Well, you just had your book come out just Mm. last month, right? Or was it this month? The beginning of this month? Beginning of this month. Beginning uh, of this month. November, November 2nd. And it was so perfect because originally, it just goes to show you how we put so much pressure on ourselves Mm -hmm. over, you know, trying to get everything right and do everything right. And sometimes the spirits or the universe or whatever you want to call it, does it exactly how it's supposed to be? Because this book was supposed to be released September 28th. And because of COVID and the delivery and all of this stuff, it got held up in a port where they were making these books and it was not available until November 2nd, which is perfect because November 1st and 2nd is part of the Day of the Dead, which is what a beautiful celebration. So Mm -hmm. for my launch party, all of my ancestors could be there. So it was perfect. Love that. Love that. (laughs) I was so bummed in the beginning because as I know, right. like, you know, I, I think a lot of people can understand. I was like, oh, I wanted this to be here for witchy season for October. But let's be honest, every season is witchy season for yes. us. So Absolutely. does it matter? Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, how special. I love that. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. Bohemian Magic, how long have you been working on this book? Well, that's a great question. Um, my grandmother, Helen, uh, pulls me into her magical world when I was like six years old. So I've been doing journals and grimoires since I was six. Like I have old, some old diaries of mine where I did crayon drawings of the magic we were doing together. So I think this is a lifelong project. And mm-hmm. when I knew that it was definitely going to be this project the past two years, but mm-hmm. when you read it, when you touch this book, because it's 250 pages or 240 pages filled with color photos. It looks like my grimoire. I brought my grimoire into the designer. They copied like the way that I taped things into the book and I got the rights 
I went crazy on this book. I got the rights to, I was like, I want this to be an art spell. When you Mm. hold it in your hands, I want the reader to be able to go into a portal. You open this book and it's a portal. You go into these photos that have so much meaning to me and to, I think, with so many witches as a whole. Um, I've got some of my rock heroes in there, like Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix. Love because that. I was like, Amazing. I'm going to spend the money to because I got the advance for the book and I was like, I'm going to spend that money to create an alt art, an art altar as soon as you open it up. And then we're on the pages together. And then the reader gets to kind of sink into this journey too. So that was between the writing of it and the getting the photographs and picking the magical art and all of these things. It was a two year journey. That's incredible. That's amazing. You can absolutely tell the care and attention that each page Mm -hmm. has. It really does feel like we're just peeking into your world. And as a graphic designer, I can tell like you got a good designer that understood you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can can I tell you, I'd love to share, speaking of that, the name of the designer is Raphael Gironi. And I will tell you that I was doing a spell for your listeners who are thinking about birthing a creative project. Mm -hmm. One of the spells that I did for this is that I love the author Jacqueline Suzanne, who did Valley of the Dolls, and she's Mm -hmm. super campy. And when you see the interviews with her, she was such a badass. Like she was sexy and awesome and didn't apologize to anybody for that and was outspoken and such an incredible witch in her own right. And so I read the story that Jacqueline had turned in her manuscript for Valley of the Dolls on pale pink lined paper and just threw it on her editor's desk. So I was like, what about us? I would love to do that (laughs) now. But of course, you know, COVID, (laughs) all this, I send it in by email, not as glamorous. But I asked her, because she's on the other side, I asked her for her help in keeping my the book fun and kind of campy and exciting. And I got pale pink paper, lined paper, and wrote a letter to her, read it out loud, created a bonfire, threw the letter to her into the bonfire because my grandmother believed that the words from your letter go transform into script in the smoke of the fire and go to the correct spirit that it's supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. So I was working with her on this on with, uh, you know, Jacqueline Suzanne from the other side. And what's amazing about my designer is somehow there is no doubt that I know that Jacqueline Suzanne helped him design the book because although I picked every single picture and knew exactly where it was going to be, when they sent me the first 10 copies, the t- first 10 pages of what mm-hmm. the design was go- looking like for my approval, I open it up and it's on pink lined paper the entire inside of the book, which I didn't know you could do. I just, my grimoires that I sent to them, Mm 
have our white blank paper so I could draw all over the place. So I was in shock when I opened up this book and it's like literally it's pink lined paper. So so Jacqueline (laughs) Suzanne was like, girl, I'm going to get you that pink lined paper. From the other side, don't you worry. I'm going to whisper into Raphael's ear when he's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So magic is real. Yes. Yeah. It really is. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It really is like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a work of art. It truly is this book. Yeah. And it feels so personal too. I mean, not Mm -hmm. just what you're sharing, but with having all of those images and the way that they were taken, like, that's just beautiful. Thank you. It feels so connected. I really wanted to do something that it was as if, because my grimoires are so personal and at which Mm -hmm. camp, when we do our grimoires together and when I teach how to do them and how to put yourself in them, the problem I think is that we're afraid, many witches are afraid to create a grimoire, which uh, for those of you that are listening that don't know what that is, that's a book of your spells. It's a book of, you know, your magical dreams, coincidences, things like that. When you are, your magic is important. And that is something that I want to, every single person that is listening to this right now, you are meant to hear this. You need to honor your own magic by creating a book, just grab a notebook that's like $3 from the drugstore and you can make your own art spell on the front by cutting pictures out and taping. And I think the problem is we think that, oh, it must be sacred. It must be this $120 (laughs) leather bound. It must be perfect. I have to do all this. (laughs) No, fucking grab a thing from the drugstore for $2, do your own magic on it. And you know what I want? Like, the spirits love it when you rest your teacup and there's a circle from your morning tea on a page. They love it when you press your lips and like stick the lipstick on the pages or your hair falls inside and you tape it in. Like that's who we are. And mm-hmm. our messy, beautiful magic is so much more powerful than this perfect, fancy shit that like everybody is trying to sell us so mm-hmm. highly recommend totally. and I wanted to kind of put that in the book and the the grimoire and like kind of show you like that's all my messy magic together and my other side heroes and things like that so I'm really glad that you both enjoyed it so much and you get it and you see the art spells in it as well yeah I think that's amazing for our listeners to hear because um, part of our show Mm -hmm. every month we have our listener stories episode. It comes out every 13th of the month and um, we get a lot of people writing in with their awesome like spooky tales and we also get a lot of new witches or even witches that have been practicing for a while but are very insecure and I feel like with social media there's this pressure to fit into like an aesthetic or that there's this and that don't get me started with witch talk and like the gatekeeping and you see this your book and it's a work of art and it is an aesthetic in and of itself but it's so I don't know what other word to say but it's so magical because it's you yeah and I feel like there's some new witches that don't click into that that you just need to tune into yourself 
And that's where things fall into place for you. Yes. Rather than trying okay. to let people influence you and trying to fit into this cookie cutter, you know, Instagram yeah. post. Oh, speak the truth, girl. <laughs> <laughs> speak the truth. Thank you. So I'm like over here, I'm clapping for you. All the spirits are clapping for you. Like what you just said is gold because. I think that the gatekeeping that you need to spend X amount of dollars to be like yeah. a quote unquote real witch, all that stuff, or that you need all of these things. I will tell you, I grew up um, with my magical grandma, Helen. So I grew up as a witch. And the thing is, is that people will come to me and say, you know, I'm a new witch. Where do I start? And I'm just like, girl, let me explain something. All you need to do is take away the things that society put on you. Because when we were little kids, like as soon as I uh, see the listeners, you don't know this, but right now we can all see each other. So, right. so <laughs> we're, we're all, the three of us are here together looking at each other. And as soon as I saw your beautiful faces, like I felt like, oh, this is Coven. Like, I feel like we're little kids talking together. And if you imagine us all being five years old and hanging out together, that was the most magical time because we were so strong in our imaginations, our intuition. We just came into learning language. So before you know language, you have to be so in touch with your intuition to survive because you don't right. know what yeah. words mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. So totally. you are the most magical witch that ever lived when you're like four or five years old and you're making up games and, and speaking to spirits or talking to things that aren't there, creating worlds in a forest, like all you need to do, they're like, they think that they need something outside of themselves. And I'm like, hell no. What you got to do is just pull away all the things that society told you. Because the thing is, is that you're our parents, like when we were little, our parents would like, say we walked into the room after our parents were fighting and we're like, whoa, what's going on? Is everybody okay? And our parents don't want to hurt us. So they say, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. Mommy and daddy are fine. But our mm -hmm. intuition, our instinct <clears throat> was just like, what just happened in this room? So without meaning to other people trying to protect us from hurt or harm help us to um, also doubt our own intuition mm -hmm. because we know when something's not right. And then it's confusing because somebody we love is like, oh, no, 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 everything's okay. So just strip back to that five-year-old version of you and start there because you already had it. You are already the greatest witch that ever lived. But now that we're adults, we can put it into praxis without mm -hmm. shame. And so that's my advice for people that are, are new witches or feel like they're just learning. My advice is like, just talk to your five-year-old self because yeah. that's who your guide is to get back to the truest version of you. That's and so that's true. Mm -hmm. that's, and I feel like I've mentioned it in like a previous episode or episodes about how it felt very, as you're a kid, you do have a, an intuition. And as the years go on, like, I think you made a really good point that it's for your protection. They mean to protect you, but you do learn to kind of squish your intuition down or doubt it or not listen to it. And I think especially as a woman, 
Mm. You know, as mm-hmm. you get older, it happens even more. And I, I, I just that was beautiful to hear. It's like it's yeah. one of those things you kind of know it in the back of your head, but you need to hear it. Yeah. And I mean, and even so even women who believe in their intuition, the amount of time wasted trying to convince others that you do know what you're talking about, <laughs> because even if you do own it, there's still those voices that tell you, no, I don't think so. Yep. Yep. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And, and trusting in your own intuition and getting back to that space that you were in when you were four years old yeah. is it's a practice. Like now that we're adults, like stripping away what society wants us to be, how we're supposed to be these influences from social media that are just dangerous because mm-hmm. the, the truth of the matter is magic is real. It is real. And anything that is beautiful and real and sacred like this, um, capitalism tries to co-opt. They try yeah. to be like, no, you have to buy this like $180 crystal to be able to do your magic or you need to be in this like, you know, it's there's there's a lot of things like that that I see. And I'm just glad that I'm just glad that like we could all be together and like on these airwaves, the three of us are having this beautiful little coven together and sending these spells out to all the listeners that are hearing this being like, you've got this, like you don't need everybody's magic looks like their own thing. And the more that you do it yourself and not worry about what other people are thinking about you, the greater and more powerful you will be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would love to hear from your perspective and learned experiences. Like what is Bohemian magic outside of the, obviously the title of the book, but what is Bohemian magic to you and how would you um, explain it? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, Bohemian magic is uh, this magic that is, was learned from my grandma, Helen, who learned from her mother, Anna, who is from the area of that was once known as Czechoslovakia. And it's the region of our, you know, land states of the earth that is known as Bohemia. So it has this kind of art bent to it. It has kind of a, you know, they, they, my grandmother Helen's witchcraft was the witchcraft of the working class. Like she would rip open a bag of Lipton's, throw it in a cup and do tea leaf readings with that. She would (laughs) read tarot cards with like these funky old playing cards that she got from like, I don't know, uh, the golden nugget in Las Vegas years (laughs) ago, you know? So, so it's, it's very like personal things that you can like find around your house or like little treasures that are something to you, you know? And so Bohemian magic and in the pages of Bohemian magic, um, as I was reading or meeting, reading other witchcraft books or meeting other witches, I realized that there were things that my grandmother Helen practiced and did that was very different from your uh, quote unquote traditional witchcraft. There is some crossover for sure. Um, because I think magic, uh, speaks to each other. And I think that we come to a lot of the same conclusions and however 
my grandma's magic was very different in certain ways. And it was something that I did not see in any book. I would go to these big, you know, witch covens and meet all these different witches. And people would be like, oh, I never heard of that practice or this one thing that my grandmother did, um, you know, or, you know, all of these different kind of practices that she had that I wanted to keep alive. Uh, so that's why I wrote this book is because it was passed down through the females of our family. And uh, I am the last daughter. So that's why I wrote this book, because I don't want these bohemian magic witchcraft practices of my grandma um, to die with me. I -hmm. want them to continue on because I feel like they created this beautiful life for me to where like I'm talking to the two of you and we're getting to meet and have this moment together right now. Like to me, that's magic. To me, meeting other like-minded witches, you know, around the country that I wouldn't normally be able to meet otherwise. Like that's magic. This is part of this book, creating that beautiful life where of connection, of community, of like just coming together. So that's that's what Bohemian Magic is about. And um, I've created this branch, this tradition of witchcraft known as Spectaculous. And Spectaculous is a combination of my grandmother's Bohemian Magic and my, and also my partner, my husband's like kind of rock and roll magic fused in there because I'm also a burlesque perform- performer. <laughs> um, magical covens happen in the gutter of New York City at 4 a.m. as they do. <laughs> and so Spectaculous is this form of witchcraft where we do our spells with art. Whatever your art is, whatever your creativity is, whether it's writing poetry, whether it's painting, whether it's doing collage, whether it's singing, whether, you know, whatever, whether it's knitting a scarf and putting pieces of your hair in it to enhance Mm -hmm. like the love magic around somebody's like Mm -hmm. keeping them cozy during the winter. Um, What Spectaculous Witchcraft is based on that kind of bohemian principle of we're creating our magic with our art. And I think that's something that that is different from other forms of witchcraft. And there's no rules. There's no like head of it because I hate that. I think that mm-hmm. we all have something to share. And I think the new people that come through, they share things that I couldn't even imagine because I grew up learning things a certain way. So a new person will come in and give me a perspective that I'm like, you are blowing my mind right now. (laughs) So I don't like hierarchy. We don't do that. We come in all together Mm -hmm. and we all have a place in the circle, all of us. And I think that's really important. Just like the bohemians of like, you know, the the artists and poets of, you know, the 40s and the 50s and Jack Kerouac and like all the different people that would just get together mm-hmm. on a floor of somebody's apartment and create magic, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. That is. Now, I want to ask, I want to know more about your grandma, Helen, and what it was like growing up with her and learning from her and just who she was. 
Well, she she is a magical being for sure. Uh, she had peroxide blonde Marilyn Monroe hair um, when she was in my world. By the time she was my grandma, she mm-hmm. chain smoked Lucky Strike cigarettes. <laughs> she would wave that smoke around like a wand in the in the kitchen when she was talking to the spirits out loud. She would, she was like a very kind of body broad, you know what I'm saying? Like she was like an old school, like, you know, and, uh, and so, because like, I think when you say I had this magical grandma, we expect them to be like this, like all sweet, perfect making cookies. (laughs) Like again, same as the grimoire. It has to be perfect. No, she's just like this swearing chain smoking. (laughs) magical creature like she she it was beautiful growing up with her because she believed in my magic and Mm -hmm. I would love to share one story of her that I feel like defines everything that I do is that um and I think this is really important because when when I was six years old I was getting bullied at school as one does I think I think now that I'm an adult I think all of us were bullied at school in one form or another because we're these like wild kind of outcasts, you know, we're these creative kids that don't fit in. So we're an easy target. And what, so it's, it's actually beautiful in a weird way. It's like a badge to be bullied because you're like, oh, wow, I'm sticking out enough in my own fucking weird way that like somebody wants to like shut it down. And uh, so it's weird because I came home, I was crying and my grandmother took me to the dock um, by the water and she was brushing my hair and brushing your hair is a form of putting yourself under a spell, you know, and they say in the old stories and fairy tales, when you brush your hair a hundred times before you go Mm -hmm. to bed, the real reason that that works so well is because it sets you in this mode for sleep and for magical dream. So if you want to really set yourself up for some night visions, if you do brush your hair a hundred strokes before bed, it will greatly help your magical dreaming. So my grandmother brushed my hair as I was telling her and crying and just like expressing like how hurt I was and what these kids were doing to me. Um, when I was done talking, She took my hair from the clump out of the brush, like the clump of hair out of the brush. She put it next to me, put a little rock on top of it on the dock so that it wouldn't blow away. And she said, I want you to just sit here and wait. It was springtime and the two of us waited maybe for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And a little brown bird came swooping down, picked up a piece of my hair and took off. And then came back, picked up a piece of my hair and took off. And this happened over and over and over. And my grandmother turned to me and said, do you know what that little bird is doing? And I had no idea. And she said, that little bird is making a nest out of the strands of your hair. And those baby birds are going to sing their first song nestled in your hair. Why do you care what other people think about you? And that, when I was six, hearing that gave me so much power because when you're six, 
you're still in that imagination stage, but then you're realizing, wait, there's mean people out there, the bullies mm-hmm. and things. And it makes you be like, well, is magic real if mean people exist? Like it confuses you as a child. And right. that moment made me feel like I was special, like I was a magical creature and that I deserve to have magic in my life. And I think that a lot of times that we turn our backs on magic is because we're feeling low and we feel like we don't deserve to have magic in our lives. And I was on a different show that won't be named (laughs) that uh, they were kind of like, oh, how cute, Veronica, like very like sarcastically talking to me about stuff. And, And they they said, well, I'd be really upset because I would want my magic grandma to hex other people. That's where I thought the story was going because like it would have been so much cooler if she would have said to hex the bullies, to which I responded, if my grandmother would have taught me to hex the bullies at that moment, which she didn't do, by the way, Mm -hmm. but if she would have told me to hex the bullies, I would have spent my whole entire life. That was a crossroads moment for me, that moment. And a crossroads moment is where you're at a moment where something bad is happening and you could go one way or Mm -hmm. another way with it. Mm -hmm. And that moment was when, you know, my grandma, if she would have taught me how to hex people, I would have spent my whole life hexing people because we're different and bullies are going to pop up all the time. There's always people that don't understand you. And then I would have lived in a life of hexing. Um, but instead my grandmother was like, why do you care what they think? Just focus on your awesome self and your own beautiful power and who you are. And that's all you need to do. Like, just keep with that positive thing. And that's what I do. And like the only maybe not hexing, but thing that she taught me was to flip a candle upside down and burn it from the, um, the bottom side, um, to send the energy back to somebody who might be trying to hurt you or your family or your vibe or whatever. Mm -hmm. You just, it's a return to sender. You just literally Mm -hmm. chop off the top of the candle flip it over and then you light the bottom of the candle until eventually the wick will appear and then it starts burning upside down and you could literally write with a toothpick or you know a pencil a pen even that doesn't work anymore you could use that to write in the wax of the candle and you can write return to sender on it you can write the person's name and just be like this energy that you're sending to me doesn't belong to me. So I'm just Mm -hmm. sending it back to you. And that's what she did. And that's an easy old school bohemian candle flip trick too. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I love, I love that that was all even just like about your own growth and power versus Mm -hmm. getting back at somebody. Yeah. That never going at it from getting back at somebody will never get you anywhere because it Mm -hmm. gets you all up in their business and all up in their energy. And I don't want to be, I don't want to live there because like, I'm just living in this beautiful, creating my dreams and my world and connecting with incredible people like you two and being able to have this beautiful magic that we create together and this kind of positive tip because then the good things just keep coming like now I have two new friends in YouTube and then I have all of these like all of the listeners that are out there right now you're honoring me by getting to share these stories and now we know each other you know so I think 
that's amazing. <laughs> I'd rather that over a hex any day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. got time for that. I don't got time for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk about, I've, <clears throat> excuse me, I've actually, um, kind of like read up on some of the verbiage that you use and I see this word come up often. I would love to hear your insight on it. So what do you, I see you refer to something as called like the wild. So what is that to you? This sounds really interesting. The wild, thank you. Um, the wild is something that I refer to as your most genuine, raw form of magic. Similar into what we were just talking about with us being like four or five and that like deep magic that we already have. To me, that's your wild. It is this you know, it's when we're born, it's like, if we're like the wildest version of us before society tells us, tames us, um, that's what it's about. So, so when I say the wild, it's, it's the opposite of being tamed by society's rules or social media's rules, like we were talking about or TikTok's rules. Um, it's, it's the purest form of magic, and getting back to the most unique form, the purest form of us. And I think that the word magic, because it's used so much, because how else do you describe, you know, what it is we do? I kind of, in my own personal practice, I refer to it as I, ref, I kind of use the word wild over magic. Like I would have loved mm -hmm. if this book could have been called Bohemian Wild, but nobody would know what it was talked oh, about, what, what yeah. I was going to talk about, you know, yeah. but, but it's a word that I use to replace magic really. Um, and what I mean by it is your deepest form of magic, which we all have. It's just getting back to that. So this is um, Bohemian magic itself. And on the pages is there's each section you go through a school and then each section has an initiation which begins with a journey where you're the hero so you're going through it i'm taking you through it but it's like we're driving together at night and we're going someplace and we go to this enchanted place that appears when we light a candle and you go into this journey so each section has a little journey and then there's three spells that correspond to that that you actually do based on confidence or love or healing or, you know, getting your mojo back and feeling really juicy in your world, um, you know, really calling your power back to you. And I'm guiding you through this book because this is already in you. It's a reminder of how to get back there. And I share with you secret spells that I have personally learned and things that have helped me grow to enhance those things that are already in me. And they're already in you. They're already in the listeners. So when you go through the spells in this book, I think there's going to be a lot of deja vu. Or a lot of like, oh my God, I remember this time when I was little that there was something exactly like this. So, so this is going to spark, if you are having magical amnesia, this is the book for you. If you think that you are not magic, then I'm going to get you to tap in and remember who you are. And that's what the guide of this book is about. 
I love yeah, that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, such a cool format. It also just invites anybody and everybody to go through that journey. Um, another huge question that we get is like, how do I know if I'm a witch or can I yeah. be a witch? Or it's again that like, is there a, a rubric that I must fit into to identify as a witch? And I think like just someone else rules it and you have to like <laughs> check in with them. Yeah. Like, or, or, yeah. Hey, I don't feel intuitive at all. I've never had a paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I can't be a witch? Or we get so yeah. many questions like that. Um, and I feel like people have a very narrow, at, at least when you're starting out in the mm-hmm. witchy world and you're seeing all these voices and it can present a very narrow view of what witchcraft and being a witch is. And I think that's mm-hmm. amazing that you kind of invite everyone to kind of accept that they already have that magic with them. It's always been there. It's, it's very important if they are like, how do I know I'm a witch? You are a witch. If you're Mm -hmm. asking that question, you're already called. So just claim your power as a witch. And in the beginning of the book, because the book, I feel like as witches, uh, the magical tools that we use are enchanted. They take on powers of themselves, you know, kind of like in Beauty and the Beast when like the candlestick is walking around and talking and stuff. It's kind of like that. I feel like when we use a magical object enough, they kind of get a personality. And in the beginning of the book, there's an enchanting this book to you because I want it to be yours. And you tape in your hair and you kiss it because I want them to get out of the thing that like, it's got to be perfect, like mess it up, like write your name on it, do sigils in it, do all this stuff. If you are, you know, being called to this, claim yourself as a witch. It is a powerful word. And when you say that word, there's so much, you tap into the ancestors, you tap into, let me tell you what, I assure you 100% that our female ancestors, every single one of us had some kind of magical ability, some kind of thing, but they couldn't use the word because it was Mm -hmm. defamed. It was like, there were so many, there were so many things that like we weren't allowed to be called. So taking that power back takes it back, not only for yourself, but for all of your ancestors that couldn't utter the word for fear of persecution. And I feel like it is really strong. And, and there's, there's, in the beginning of my book, I talk about, you know, taking your power back with the name you wish to be called. It may not be the name you are born, but the name you wish to be called, it's your own abracadabra. It is mm-hmm. the thing that will turn people's heads to see you. Like wh- when that, when that, when that name is called, you turn your head by seeing it. It's the name when you introduce yourself, you, you get in there and like open doors. So I think that calling yourself a witch is extremely powerful and you don't need to ask anybody's permission. That's the cool part of being about a witch. It is not about asking the root of it. I don't know what's happening on the internet, but because that (laughs) that shit is just some crazy gatekeeping, whatever. But the cool part of being like a spectacular witch, a like a real witch, whatever, I'm just going to say it, is that you fucking call your power back to you. 
And you don't have these rules of like, you have to ask somebody else's permission. The very first thing I do is creating your own permission slip. What do you need permission for? And part of that is it's ripped out from my own grimoire and pasted into the book. And it's like, I speak spells with my words. I am standing in my power. I give myself power to do that. I give myself power to be raw, vulnerable, true to myself, genuine to my word. Like casting that out there, like you all have so much seeing the divine in you and knowing through the power of your ancestors and feeling that in your bones through the blood that courses in your veins. Like own that, man, if all of us could do that, the world would be such a better place because we'd be humming with our power and our love and all the good things. And that would radiate out to our friends, our community, the support. So like, hell yes, claim yourself as a witch, people. If you're even asking, just be like, I am, say your name powerfully, and I am a badass witch. Just say it. And I'm just like, I'm going to be cheering you on wherever you are. So if you're listening to this, say, I am your name I'm a badass witch. And I'm like, hell yes. Give yourself permission. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. like a you. sound bite right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this is great. Thank you. So by the way, thank you so much, everybody that's listening, you too. Thank you for creating this forum. Thank you for creating this magical on the airwaves coven. and. So appreciated. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you for like, yes, thank you. Yeah, for doing this with us. And I mean, we were so excited about this conversation. And honestly, we're both kind of just giddy um, when your publicist reached out to us and we're like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it, we manifested it's, each other. Absolutely, Look at how powerful yeah. we are. <laughs> um, if I, I guess we can um cap everything by you know if is there like, what's the one big thing, I guess that you would want um readers of your book to really take away. The biggest thing, thank you. The the biggest thing that I would say is in the very beginning of the book, the very first line is something that just came out of my pen when I was writing and I asked the spirits to help me. And I did the spell that I talk about in the book where I set up my writing heroes on the other side, like as an altar. And I put a picture of myself in the middle because that's important. Everybody that's listening, if you take your other side heroes and kind of have them be a supernatural um, kind of coven, this this uh, this helper post with you in the middle, and seeing myself with them because I was feeling insecure, like, am I going to be able to write this book? Is this going to work? Seeing that and seeing them around me it made me feel really powerful and good. I have I have a picture of it in the book. And I was setting up candles for them and I started to write. And the first thing that came out of my pen when I asked for their help, it was almost like a channeling from the other side. And it said, your life is the greatest spell you will ever cast. Mm. 
And that is the summary of this book. The things that you do, the words that you say, your words are wands. Your spells are stories. And every single moment of your day can be a spell casting, can be magical, can be, you know, seeped in witchcraft. Like this morning, I rolled out of bed after the six hour drive back from Salem last night. I rolled out of bed and went to go get uh, my coffee and I sprinkle cinnamon in it because my grandmother would say that cinnamon will boost your your power, your juicy power for the day. So it's like bringing in all the beautiful things in your world. So I always start with shaking cinnamon on top of my, um, my cappuccino. And, you know, I was just talking with the, the girl behind the counter and we have this magical moment together because our words matter to each other. And when we respect and show up for each other every day, it matters. And that's, you know, and then it just bounces back to you and <coughs> excuse me. It it bounces back to you and it keeps helping you create the best story of your life. And this book only exists because I started a coven in 2005 in a basement in New York City. And one of the people that I called into the coven was interested in writing and ended up getting all of these book deals with Harper's, these beautiful books, the fairy handbook, the mermaid mm. handbook. Her name is Carolyn Turgeon. And they oh. called her in and they said, we have another deal for you, Carolyn Turgeon. We want you to write the book of witchcraft. And this woman is so amazing and is such a powerful, badass witch sister of mine. She said, you know what? I would love to write that book. I would love the seal, but you know what? It would just be a book report of the things I learned from Veronica Barlow. And she walked me into the doors of HarperCollins with no agent, no nothing, no proposal, just my stories. And they met me and they were like, write a proposal, we're down. Like, this sounds amazing. So I feel like that story is like your life is the greatest spell you will ever cast is that I'm putting this positive energy out there in this community thing versus the hexing and the things I was talking about. Like, I don't do that. So I'm just yeah. putting this positive community out there. And as a result, I got this this book with all of these beautiful pictures inside, done all beautiful by this fancy publisher. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> it, happened because, it happened because I align myself with badass women where we have each other's backs and like women, men, everybody, all the in-betweens, what is gender anyway? Like all yeah. of us, just yeah. like community, like supernatural beings, like all of it. So the biggest takeaway that I would give is how you live your life is the greatest spell you will ever cast. And it will just keep coming back to you. You know, I mean, this is 2005. So it's, you know, all these years later, and she rose and like, her star keeps rising. And she was just like, look, you really gave me something beautiful with that coven. I'm giving, like, I'm going to try to get you set up with this. And like, look at this, like all the boats, wow. like the rising tide raises all the boats. So like when we do that together and, you know, I think it's really beautiful. So yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. 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 <laughs> I love that so much. I just want to 
hug you two so bad. Like I'm so excited about this connection because seeing your faces, listeners, if you could see the two of them together, like it was just instant. I was like, oh, we're going to play together today. I'm so excited. Like we're going to have fun together. Like I'm, I'm just really your vibes and everything about the two of you is just really powerful and beautiful and fucking joyful. And I'm really grateful to be here. So thank oh my you. gosh. We're so happy to have you on. And then likewise, like as soon as you popped onto our screen, I was like really nervous up until I saw your face and I'm like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be good. (laughs) good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Veronica Varlow, thank you so much. Um, Please plug in all like how do we find you? How do our listeners find you? website, Ooh. socials, all that jazz. Yeah, come on down. Um, I am at lovewitch.com, L-O-V-E-W-I-T-C-H.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter, I will send you, because I believe everybody deserves magic. I'm doing a new thing. If you can't afford to take classes or you want to learn more, just reach out to me. I want to make this possible for everyone. Um, I have, if you sign up for the newsletter, you get spell sheets um, that will be sent to you that you can download and just have on your phone all the time about, you know, moon cycles and days of the week and things like that. Um, So I invite you to do that because I'm happy, super happy to be there with anyone that's excited about stepping into magic. Um, So I'm going to be like Grandma Helen to you guys right now. (laughs) I welcome you (laughs) into the magic. And then, um, and then also, um, although I'm not chain smoking and a grandma and um, I don't have the bleach blonde <laughs> peroxide hair yet, although, you know, who knows in the future. And, uh, and uh, you could also find me at Instagram at Veronica Varlow, which is V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A, Varlow, V-A-R-L-O-W. And I do Tarot Tuesdays every week. So I lay out three cards upside, like, so you can't see them. You pick one and then later I give you your reading for the week so there's a lot of great stuff happening and i'd love for you guys to come on down and and just like you know continue this awesome conversation listeners of the world yes (laughs) and your book where can they find your book oh let's not forget let's not forget bohemian magic you can find everywhere all over if you just type in bohemian magic it is at all the places in the world. It's all at all like the big gigantic sites that we're not going to name on the show. Um, but if you want to get an autographed copy of Bohemian Magic, um, if you go to my Instagram or my website, um, you will see I have two possible things that you can do right now. One, you can take my spell casting six-week course and you get the book for free sent to you all over the world. And I sign it and send you a sigil tattoo. That's a temporary tattoo because I thought that was fun and uh, and because I like it a lot. And you could, or you could also just buy the book from my local bookstore, which because I really want the mom and pop bookstores to get a word on this and it's called word bookstores. And uh, so I'm going down and signing every single copy of every book that goes out from them. And I cannot, they told me they've gotten so many orders since this has happened. 
And uh, I want to live in a world where I could go down the street and see my local people at the bookstore and sit on the floor and kind of sit there for hours. And so that's why if you would like an autograph copy from me, you can get it from Word Books and they will send it all over the world. And I will put a, uh, a sigil tattoo in there too. So yeah. So Love you can get that. it anywhere, anywhere, all over. So your choice. So where, you know, but you can type it in and you will see it everywhere, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. So, yeah. Bohemian yeah. magic, my friends, yeah. with a K. <laughs> right. Yes. And we'll yes. post, we'll post a little picture of it too. So Aww. people know what they're looking for. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. It was so excellent to have you on. Thank you so much all of our listeners for tuning in for this such such a special episode we're yeah over the moon um so you've been listening to the new witches i'm maria i'm laura and you can find us on social media at the new witches pretty much everywhere um check us out on our website thenewwitches.com if you'd like to submit for those listener episodes that we mentioned earlier you can go to our contact page you can also email us directly, thenewwitches at gmail.com. Even give us a ring. We got our voicemail box, uh, 707-559-8111. And lastly, if you'd like to support the show, obviously rate and review us. That really helps us out. And if you want to go a step further, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash thenewwitches. Um, again, thank you so much, Veronica. This thank has been you. amazing. A thank dream. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you for all of the beautiful listeners. Um, Support these beautiful friends because I am so grateful for all the work that the two of you are doing in this world. So thank you. Thank you so much. And with that, everybody stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.